I'm Anna. I'm Riley. This is Ill-Advised Stories. Written by my dad. It's my dad too! <laughs> Can we have our allowance now? Sparking Spazoid's first mission. On the icy surface of Europa, a moon of Jupiter, an eight-foot-tall robot stood looking across the vast expanse of a dark alien ship sticking up out of the ice. It may have looked like a flying saucer at one time, but only a single curved side was left out. The rest was buried beneath the frozen surface. You don't see that every day, Spazoid said, putting all four of his hands on his hips. Sparky, a ten-year-old space explorer, looked out from inside the robot. That's a bit of an understatement. So what do you want to do? Spazoid asked. Sparky sat above the robot's shoulder under a glass dome. Find a door or make one. Then we go inside and do a bit of investigating. Why would they send a ten-year-old boy to scout out an alien ship, you might ask? Well, it's because ten-year-olds are inventive, creative, and willing to learn. They're perfect for exploring and for alien contact. Unfortunately, they're not very durable. This thing is huge. Do you know how long it's going to take to search it? Spazoid began to trudge across the ice. You got somewhere better to be? Sparky asked. No, not at the moment. But I prefer not getting left behind. We've only got a few hours before the Ark comes back, and looking around this place could take days. Their mothership was currently circling Jupiter, using the gas giant's gravity to build speed to whip themselves out into deep space. The next stop would be Alpha Centauri. It'd take about a hundred years to get there, but everyone would be asleep in cryogenic pods. Spazoid was looking forward to the quiet. Come on. Imagine what could be in there. Information from across the stars, advanced technology, better engines to make our trips so much faster. How advanced could they be if they crashed into a moon? It's not like moons are hard to see. Sparky ignored him. Fire your rockets and see if you can put us on top of it. Of course I can put us on top of it. I know how to fly, unlike these bozos. Spasoid grumbled as his three rockets fired, bouncing them into the sky like a crazy ball. A burst of heat and plasma took them up where they could see most of the ship, which was roughly the size of a major league baseball park. I think I see a hatch, Sparky pointed out. They descended towards an octagon carved in the ship's exterior. Triangle doors pulled apart, revealing a black, gaping entrance. Well, that's not creepy at all, Spazoid said. It looks like they know we're coming. Can't say I feel great about that. Spazoid fired a short burst, slowing himself down. Are there any life signs? Sparky wondered. Like what? Spazoid asked. Keep in mind, this is their first mission, and life signs is a pretty broad description. Heat? Movement? Atmosphere? That kind of stuff? Sparky said. Spaz had most of his sensors in his bulbous nose. He pointed it down a little, looking like he was trying to smell the alien ship. What he was actually doing was letting out radar and infrared signals. Uh, yeah. There's heat. No movement, though. Atmosphere, give me a minute. They floated down past the door. It's Earth normal, 21% oxygen, and the usual mix of gases, along with a slight hint of sci-fi horror movie. By the way, we just passed through a force field that's keeping all this nice air in. That's cool, Sparky said. Force fields, in case you're wondering, aren't something that the human race had invented yet. There's not a lot of theories on how you'd create one either, even though nearly every sci-fi movie has one. Spazoid set himself down on the crooked deck of a large landing bay. It was vast, empty, and dark. No one turned on the lights for them. Luckily, Spaz's big eyes doubled as headlamps. He looked around and put one set of his hands to his mouth, shouting, Hello! Do any aliens want to come out and meet us? I mean, friendly ones, of course. What are you doing? Sparky asked as Spazoid's voice echoed back to them. 
Trying to make contact, obviously, the big robot answered. You're shouting in a language they probably don't understand. Should I try something else? Swahili? Welsh? Cantonese? How about Dutch? Hoi hoi, good morgan! He yelled again. Would you knock it off? Sparky ordered, while looking around the cockpit. Why? I'm pretty sure it's morning. The sun is shining off of Jupiter. I think that counts as morning. I mean, I'm not certain, since this moon doesn't spin. It'd be embarrassing if it was afternoon. Maybe I should have said Gudenvad. I doubt they know Dutch either. Maybe you could stop shouting altogether. We don't want to scare them. There were three long, dark tunnels running off from the landing bay. A noise came echoing down from one. The sound of something rolling away. It ended with a wet crack and a squish. Yeah, it's better if we're the only ones who are scared. Spazoy said, as Sparky pushed the button to open the dome. Where are you going? Spazoid asked. I want to get down. Sparky was already halfway out onto the robot's arm. Don't take it personal. I want to stretch my legs is all. Hey man, it's your party. Spazoid said. He watched Sparky turn on a light from his helmet as he went off in the direction of the squishing sound towards the middle long dark tunnel. The floor there was angled down with the ship. While you look around, I'm going to wait here if that's cool with you. Spazoid called after him. Whatever you say. Brock, brock. Sparky got further away. Block, block. That's not my name. Oh, I get it. You're calling me a chicken. How clever. But I'm staying here because it makes tactical sense. I'm posting as backup, guarding our exit. I'll come running if... Spazoid couldn't finish what he was saying, over the sound of Sparky making more chicken noises. Block, 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 block. His voice rang out in the distance, echoing off the walls. He wasn't even flapping his arms a bit, like they were wings. That's probably what caused him to trip. He hit the ground and started rolling. Bark, bark! Turn two. Ow! Ow! As he bowled across something on the floor. He reached out, grabbing the thick object, stopping himself. Then he shined his light down and saw that the whole floor was covered in vines. Spazoid came to the top of the passage. The light from his eyes glowed in the distance on his partner. You okay? He asked. Yeah, I'm good. Sparky said, laying on his belly. Serves you right, by the way. Spazoid started down, being much more careful than he really needed to be. His legs were heavy pistons, with three metal plates going around them for feet, making him very hard to knock over. What'd you find, anyway? He asked. I'm not sure. Sparky could see the hallway better now, with Spazoid's lights. Not far down, the entire floor was covered in vines. They ran off into the darkness and climbed the walls a bit. Further away, he could see flowers and something round growing on them. There's some kind of alien plant. They're everywhere. The round things varied in size. Some were tiny, while others were bigger than Sparky. They were dark and covered in shadows. Spazoid saw his partner heading towards one. Be careful. They could be dangerous. Well, that just sounds exciting. Sparky was climbing down using the vines. It wasn't easy as he kept his hand on his hip the whole time. That's where he kept his pulse pistol in its holster. The flowers had thick petals and little bulbs under them. Sparky tried to keep his face away as he passed, not wanting some alien spore to shoot out into his nose, eyes, or especially his mouth. He got closer to one of the large round things. The surface wasn't smooth up close. They had ridges and bumps, and they were connected to the vines. Hey, this looks like a pumpkin. He shouted back to his partner. What? Really? Spazwaite asked, shining his lights all over the hallway. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Just a plain old pumpkin. No creepy face on it or nothing. He pulled his pulse pistol out and pointed it at the vegetable. Why would an alien ship be covered in pumpkins? Spazwaite asked. I don't know. And are we sure they're actually pumpkins? Let's find out. 
Sparky pulled the trigger. The pulse pistol's tip vibrated a little, and a wave of invisible energy smashed into the round orange skin. The pumpkin broke open, splattering across the floor and spreading seeds and goo. Yeah, that's a pumpkin, all right. Sparky nodded. Far away, there was a sound. It was loud and horrible. A scream of outrage. Well, that's sure no pumpkin. That's what said. I'm starting to doubt these were either. Sparky pointed his light at the vines. They were waving and twisting, wrapping around his leg. Sparky started blasting, but the pulse pistol didn't do much. The weapon was supposed to be non-lethal. It delivered a sudden blast that was meant to push an enemy back or stun them, which was just enough force to make a pumpkin pop. Sparky and Spaz were peaceful space explorers after all. However, turned up, the weapon could blow a hole in steel. But Sparky didn't want to do that and risked blasting his foot off. Little help, he called while the vines tugged him further down the hall. Sparky glanced at the way they wanted him to go, down into the dark. Something was there that wasn't a pumpkin. It was shaped like a man, standing in the shadows, watching him in Spazoid. Sparky wanted to call to the figure, but Spazoid distracted him. The robot's hands lengthened, becoming blades. He dove into the pumpkin patch with all four arms swinging like machetes. He was a pinwheel of destruction, crouching down, chopping a circle far too close to Sparky for comfort. For a moment, the boy wondered if he would have been better off with the vines. Like an early morning landscaper, the noises of slashing vegetation was so loud that Spazoid almost missed another sound. The doors high above them were closing. It was morning, the brightest time on Europa. Spaz sensed a very tiny bit of light from outside the ship going away. He looked over his shoulder. We gotta go! He said, grabbing Sparky as he fired his rockets and tore away the last of the lines. Sparky looked for the dark figure, but it was gone. Holding his partner tight, Spaz blasted up, getting to the opening, just in time to watch the last little bit of Jupiter vanish from the sky. We're trapped! Lowering himself back to the deck. I think I maybe shouldn't have smashed that pumpkin. Yeah, probably. Live and learn. I feel bad. Sparky looked up at the robot. Look, you didn't mean to anger a massive alien plant. You thought it was a pumpkin. Take this as a lesson, that's all. Spaz reached down and patted him gently on the shoulder. Then, he pointed his eye lamps at the two remaining tunnels. You want to see if one of these is pumpkin patch free? Barky considered the tunnels as he said, I saw a figure. Then there was that screaming when I blasted that veggie. I have a feeling wherever those vines go, we're going to find someone. Maybe we can talk them into opening these doors. So you want to go back down the pumpkin hall? Spazoy pointed his eyes towards the middle path. The vines were still moving, creeping across the floor, stretching and flexing, coming closer and closer to the two explorers. Sparky could hear them moving in the other halls as well. Despite this, he said, I think we have to check it out. I disagree completely with that statement. How else are we going to get out? With explosive force? Spazoid suggested as his thunder cannon rolled up onto his shoulder. It was a bigger version of Sparky's pulse pistol. Completely non-lethal, until you turned it up. After that, it could be used to level mountains. Not big mountains, mind you. But if you've got a few boulders you want moved, it'll do the job. I like where your head's at, but let's try my way first. Go ahead and change. I think these tunnels are big enough to fly in. We could map the place, find our mysterious alien, and maybe a way out. Spazoid looked at the closed doors above their head. This is a terrible idea. He complained as his body started to alter. His arms and legs folded up as his nose and torso pushed out. Around his waist, stubby wings came popping up, with three rockets attached to them. 
There was a lot of clanking as gears and pieces moved. When he was done, he looked like a very short, cranky starfighter, ready to take on evil aliens with one contemptuous glance. The canopy popped open. Welp, get in. I'll fly, Sparky said, hopping over the side. He hit the ignition switch, firing the rockets with his hand on the center stick, pushing Spaz into a rapid dive down the pumpkin-laden hall. Hey, take it easy, Spaz yelled. Sparky laughed. This is so much better than walking. He came into the corner and banked hard, scraping the edge of a wall a little. The pumpkin patch didn't care for the way the heat and plasma scorched its vines and leaves. That's fresh paint. Spaz's voice came through the speaker. Don't worry, a few scars will make you look tough. I don't want to look tough. I want to look friendly and approachable. Spazoid grumbled. Really? Because if that's what you're going for... It's not what I'm going for, it's what I'm programmed for. Spazoid snarled at him. You might want to talk to your programmer then, buddy. Sparky said as he banked around another corner. The radar was making a three-dimensional map of the walls, letting him know when a turn was coming. He had to resist the urge to go even faster as he smiled. And you might want to slow down a little. Sparky pulled back on the stick again. Why is that? Because you just passed that guy you were looking for. You almost took his head off. Sparky turned around in his seat, but of course he was going too fast to see. What? Really? He nearly slammed into a wall because he wasn't paying attention. Tall, dark, shadowy figure? Vaguely human? Hugging the floor to avoid my afterburn? Yeah, he was right behind us. Crud. Sparky complained, while touching switches on the control panel. He cut his thrust low and turned the rockets toward the floor. They hovered there for a moment, coming down to rest on the ground. Sparky hit the button for the hatch. What are you doing? Spazwaite asked. Getting out. It's time to make first contact. But what about the vines? Your rockets took care of that. The whole hallway was filled with the smell of burnt and blackened pumpkins. Sparky started back up the hall, with his pulse pistol out. He looked back at Spazoid, who wasn't moving. Come on, maybe go robot in case there's trouble again. He called. Spazoid changed and started following his partner, who was calling over his shoulder. How far back was that alien? The big robot hurried to catch up. Sparky was charging ahead, getting closer to where the scorched vines ended. The light from his helmet shone in a small circle on the ground. He was watching the vines, making sure the burnt ones were actually dead. He didn't want any of them sneaking up on him. That's why he didn't see the dark form standing in the middle of the hallway. Not until he slammed into it. Turns out he was a lot closer than I thought. Spazoid called helpfully. Sparky looked up from the floor at the shadowy figure. Slowly, the light from its helmet traveled up its massive body. It was almost as tall as Spazoid, maybe a head shorter. And what a head it had! It was round, bumpy, and orange, with no eyes or face. A great big space pumpkin! The creature's entire body looked like it was made from vegetation. All the vines had twisted together, making limbs, sinews, and muscles. It lunged towards Sparky, reaching out with its root-like hands. Sparky understood that this was his moment to make contact with another alien life form, his chance to meet a being from another world. Unfortunately, the alien being looked like it was ready to strangle him. The boy had his pulse pistol up. He pulled the trigger and fired, raining seeds and goo down on him. The pumpkin man flailed with his weedy arms, whipping around, his head half-cracked open. Sparky pushed back from under him, rubbing its gooey guts off his face. What did I do? What did I do? He cried. He tentatively reached out to the pumpkin man, saying, I'm sorry. The boy was convinced he'd blown his one chance at first contact with an alien species. The pumpkin man stopped floundering and turned his cracked pumpkin head towards Sparky. He reached out, trying to grab him again. 
Without really meaning to, Sparky blasted him a second time. He knocked the pumpkin clean off. The vines that made the alien's body fell apart, squirming on the floor, coming back for Sparky. He turned to run. He didn't have far to go to catch up with his partner. What did I do? Sparky whined. Looks like you blasted another pumpkin. Spazoid said, stretching his hands out his blades again. He leaned forward, one arm already at full spin, twisting around like an out-of-control windmill. No, you don't get it. It looked like a person. It tried to grab me, and I reacted. I didn't want to hurt it. Pumpkins just break so easily. I feel awful. I was supposed to make contact, reach out a hand in friendship to another species. Spaz looked at his spinning blade hand. He debated it over slowing it down, and then he looked at the hall and saw movement. I get what you're saying. Don't worry, though. If we stay here, you're going to get another chance to say hi. He nodded towards the shadows. Dozens of pumpkin men were coming out of the dark, marching towards the explorers, bobbing their pumpkin heads as if the vines weren't quite strong enough to hold up the massive gourds. Spazoid asked. So what do you want to do? Make friends or... I want to get out of here, like really fast. Sparky interrupted. Rocket ship? Spazoid suggested. Yes, please. Spazoid nodded, then held his hands up to his mouth. Look, we don't want any more trouble, but I'm going back out the way we came. You can open those doors, or I can open them for you. Now clear a path! He yelled all this while putting his legs up and dropping back into his spaceship mode. The hands were the last thing to disappear. What are you doing? I already told you, they're not going to be able to understand. Sparky said as he climbed in the cockpit. You sure about that? Take a look. The army of pumpkin men stopped shuffling forward. In fact, they disappeared altogether. I get the feeling they're going to be glad to be rid of us. Spazoid said. The rockets fired and they launched off the floor, blazing down the hall. Even the vines pulled out of their way. By the way, I wouldn't feel too bad about blasting that one pumpkin man. Yeah, why's that? They're all connected to those vines. I think what we were dealing with here was one big organism, a giant pumpkin patch monster that spread over the whole ship. Maybe somewhere there was a great pumpkin running the whole thing. Blasting that one guy was probably like stubbing its toe. You really think so? Maybe it was more like blowing the great pumpkin's toe off, but you get the idea. What you did wasn't really that bad. Sparky looked down at his foot. He wiggled his toes inside his boot. But I like my toes. I'm trying to make you feel better, Spazoid said. Hey look, the doors are open. They passed through the octagon opening, flying up above Europa and going out into starry space. The orange stormy skies of Jupiter shone in the distance. You think the captain will ever let us make first contact again? Sparky asked. Oh, I'm sure we'll have plenty more adventures. Don't worry. Spazoid assured him as they flew back up into the stars. We've only got one more new advised story coming out called Santa's New Friend. Then, starting right after the new year, it'll be all Sparky and Spaz. I'm hoping to release a chapter a week. Unfortunately, after that, I've got nothing. Well, that's not exactly true. I've got two novels coming out in the new year for older readers, and I've got notebooks full of ideas for new ill-advised stories, but I've got to find time to write them all down. If you're interested, you can read a short comic version of it on Webtoons that I'll be posting the whole week after the podcast is out. It's also being posted on Instagram, along with a number of other cartoons featuring the boys and a few other characters from the book. The music, as always, was provided by Kevin McLeod. Thanks for listening. Hey, grown-ups, we are Kids Listen. The grassroots organization of kids podcasters bringing your little ones and you high-quality audio content every day. And we just got to ask you a question. 
If you live in the United States, what's your voting plan for the upcoming election? Did you know Election Day is Tuesday, November 3rd? Did you know in many states you can vote early? Did you know that you can vote by mail? Did you know in many states you can still register to vote if you haven't already? Head to vote.org now to check and see your status. Find out where you'll be voting, if you plan to vote in person, and if you plan to mail in your ballot, find out the deadline. Your voice matters. Your vote matters. That's vote.org. Make your voting plan today.